Hello, everybody. Welcome into the Growing Green Landscapes podcast. This is your host, Jeremiah Jennings. Thank you for tuning in to another episode here on the podcast. Uh, we are been super excited to get this thing rolling and off the ground. The last couple of weeks have been just a whirlwind of getting all the equipment in and set up and getting some episodes recorded last week and put out there from uh, our mouths to your ears. I hope you enjoyed it. So if you haven't listened uh, to the previous two episodes, go check them out. It's a little backstory on who we are and how we got to the point in the landscaping business that we have today. And then another recap of a conference we just went to for couples that own businesses together. Um, two really good podcasts. It's a lot of great information on our company and then how to run businesses when you're married. So go check those out if you haven't. But as for today, what we're going to jump into is how to handle the dog days of summer because that's what we're in right now. We are at the end of June, heading into, into July, if you're listening in real time, and man, it's hot. This is just a miserable time of year. Um, stuff goes wrong. Customers aren't happy. Um, stuff breaks. It's just it's just crazy days when you're out mowing grass like we are. So I hope you're excited for this podcast. Stick along with us for the ride. Um, I think I can bring a few tips and just uh, some advice to your ears and just to help you out every day as you're out there mowing or hardscaping or whatever your uh, choice of business may be. But it's just a general concept of how to make it through these hard days in the summer when you're working outside and just how to keep the business afloat and keep a good energy and good vibe between you and the employees. So without further ado, let's hop right on into the podcast. All right. So like I said, we're going to talk about how to make it through the dog days of summer and when you hear the dog days of summer, uh, that's pretty much uh, what it is. I mean, that's what I'm going to talk about today is, man, it is hot here. If you're listening real time, it's the end of June, and we are in Al- central Alabama, so, man, it's hot. It's humid every day. It's always in the high 80s, low 90s every day of the week. Um, some days it's sunny. Some days it's cloudy. It just depends. We get afternoon showers every other day, but it is humid and it is hot. And it causes for some long, hard, uh, long, hot, hard days uh, out cutting grass and doing landscaping. So at this point in the year, it's really easy to get burnout. It's really, really easy to get burnout. I was listening to a guy the other day talking about um, getting burnout in the ministry. And there's a lot of principles that can be applied from that into uh, just business in general, getting burnout as being the owner and even just working out there in the field. Um, There's just a lot of a lot of ways that that can be applied, and today we're just going to walk through a few of them, um, how to make it through this summer, and just keep the keep the energy high, and keep your employees wanting to be to work, wanting to be at work, and just keep a good vibe between you and them, and you don't want them getting mad at you because you don't do anything, or you're just ready to get done for the day, and uh, all that. So first off, I guess you could say how to make it through the days is just start off the day right, all right? Start off the day the best you can. Um, Start off with good, like a team meeting if you have big employees, okay? Start off every day if you can with a a five-minute meeting with all the guys before you head out. Um, Talk to them about what they're going to be doing for the day. Give them a little word of encouragement. Say a prayer and then head out the door and let them get to work. You don't want to hold them up all day, but taking that five minutes in the morning lets them know that, Hey, the owner, the the guy in charge here actually cares about us. He doesn't just want us to come work for him and then send him home, and he he doesn't really care about us. Just taking those five minutes every day, and, and it might not be every day. I know that's a big uh, thing to ask um, when you're running a big company like that. But if you can take at least two or three times a week, 
take your guys and say, let's have a five-minute meeting and, and let me pour into you just a little word of advice, a piece of encouragement, and a prayer over you for the day, then that's going to really mean a lot to them. And whether you believe it or not, it's going to really affect the, how the day goes on the crew between the foreman and just the regular crew members and also how their relationship with you is in the future. When you see them walking around the yard um, or, or, or you pull up in a truck to see how they're doing for the day, are they going to think, man, boss man's rolling up to just to get onto us for not being fast enough or not getting the job done? Um, or are they going to think, hey, he's coming to check on us. He's bringing us some water, and we, we actually like this guy. We like the, envir- the environment that we're working in. So that's a big thing, starting off the day right like that. Have a few meetings uh, every couple days a week and, and just talk to the guys, get them encouraged, get them um, ready to go for the day, and then send them out on a high note. And then also talk about the real-life things that happen. All right, If you're an owner-operator, it's very easy to – realize what's happening every day because you're out there. That's me. All right. That's the point of my business where I'm at right now. I'm out there every day and I see what happens. I see what, when stuff breaks, I see when stuff, um, gets messed up in the yard, when you get stuck, when you leave ruts and just stuff like that. I, I, I know what the crew members are feeling, but when you're sitting in an office as a CEO, um, and you're not out in the field, you don't really see that stuff. So if you're in the office like that, Take a few days out of the week if you have the time. Just make the time. Don't Not if you have time. Make the time. Go out. Check on your crews. Take them a thing of water and say, hey, how you doing? Is there anything that I can do to help you all out for the day? And then um, let them let them give you some um, real life what's happening out there in the field and, and something that maybe you can help them with. Give them a small piece of advice. Maybe it's them saying the grass is clumping up and, or I'm – uh, the customer keeps complaining about this. And maybe you have a tip that you've learned in your years of operating to say, hey, do it this way. Next time you're on the, the yard edging, do it this way. Maybe Ed's the other way and, and the homeowner won't complain. Or he just wants his clippings up out of the driveway. He just doesn't like seeing them there. And, and stuff like that. It's it's little stuff that you might know from years of experience that your crew member that's been working for six months or a year might not know. So go out there if you can. Take them a bottle of water. Uh, encourage them, give a piece of advice. If they ask for it, just say, how can I help you? And if they ask you a question, give them a piece of advice, help them out. Um, but as an owner operator, I know what goes wrong. I, I, like I just said, I'm out there every day. And today, man, this, this week, this past week has been rough. All right. Uh, when we talk about the dog days of summer, this is what we're in right now because I got back from together in the trades and man, it just hit us like a ton of bricks. I got out to work on Monday and I, I swear everything that could have gone wrong went wrong just about. I mean, um, we'll just run through a few things real quick. Um, so I have two business trucks. I have uh, one, my main truck, and then the other one that I just use for landscape jobs when I need two trailers. So that particular day, I needed to use the backup truck. Well, I went to get in it, and it starts throwing me all kinds of codes saying the brake system is messed up, the emergency brake is stuck on. Um, the tire is low, and just all this stuff. I mean, it, it's just an older truck. It's got 200,000 miles. So that stuff is going to start happening. But I was just not expected for it to happen Monday morning right when I got back from that conference. I mean, I came in on a high note. I was like, man, let's knock this week out. Um, we're going to go out and have a good time, and, and it's going to be a fun work week. And then, bam, stuff hits you like that. So we had to deal with that. I still haven't gotten that fixed yet. But that was the first thing to start the day. And then – um Got in the truck. We had to go to a yard that we push mow and bag. We only bag one yard. And, um, of course, the one yard that we bagged, we were doing it that day. And we got there, 
And the discharge blocker for our push mower was not in the truck or trailer. And I was like, where, my goodness, where did that go? Um, and lo and behold, when I was gone over the weekend, the crew took it to another push mowing job and they had taken it off so they could uh, discharge the clippings and they forgot it on the trailer and drove off and left it. Um, that's a new policy that we're implementing. Um, do not leave anything on fenders or on the trailer toolbox. It needs to be in, in the trailer toolbox or in the truck toolbox or in the truck bed. And that's it. That nothing gets left out. Even if you're on the yard and you just put a gas can on the trailer or a pair of pliers, nothing gets left on the trailer toolboxes or the fenders because I've, I've lost too much stuff in the past from doing that. So that's a new rule we're implementing. I actually heard Caleb Allman talk about that. That's the rule they have in their business. And um, even on our small level with me and two or three other guys, stuff can get lost. And that's the prime example of it. So got back. That was another thing that went wrong. Um, uh, so I had a hedge trimmer accident a while back. I don't remember if I discussed that in the first two episodes. But we'll we'll create a podcast about that probably. But I had a hedge trimmer accident. And it was brand new set of Milwaukee hedge trimmers. Got home over the weekend. Those were stolen. Um, they were not in. They were not where I left them. So somebody came over the weekend and stole those. They also stole a pair of headphones off my porch um, while I was gone. So lost about $400 worth of equipment over the weekend. That was another thing to come back to and realize on Monday morning was the head shimmers were gone. And then we got out and the weed eater pull cord had broken in half on one of the weed eaters. So I have three guys to weed eat and three weed eaters and one of them broke. So I guess you could say, well, you always need an extra one. Yeah, but I don't really want to carry four weed eaters around when I don't need them um, because most of the time I have another guy mowing with me but that day he was going to be weed eating a lot so we had a guy sitting in the truck almost all day because we only had two working weed eaters and it wasn't something I could fix right then we had to go to the parts store and get that and then we were also out riding around and um, the inspector was coming around looking for licenses and stuff and it, it was in a city that we're new in and we're still supposed to, we're still getting licenses in that city. And he came around and just, he, they were okay. They were nice people, but they were out to get, they were out to get whoever it was that was messing up that day. And, um, so he, he gave us a warning for not having the proper license to be in that city. And, um, luckily he didn't give us a fine, but that's actually the first time I've gotten stopped like that in, uh, my five years of mowing to ask for a license but i guess it goes to say you should have all your licenses in whatever cities you're in so we're definitely going to be getting that soon and uh, it was something that we were going to get it just wasn't hadn't gotten it yet we'd just been putting it off putting it off so we're going to be getting that and that so that was just another thing that added to the day of what a monday and, and that was just the typical when i say dog days of summer that's that was one of them i mean it couldn't have gotten any worse everything that we everything could have gone wrong besides a, a mower or, or a, well actually a truck broke down so everything besides a mower breaking down or a tire being flat or something like that it went wrong but there's two ways to handle that there's the way of getting mad and, and being upset and having a bad attitude all day or just saying well that's all things that we can't fix i mean we can't change that that stuff happened um, I can go get a license. He didn't, I can just, I should just be thankful that he didn't give me a fine. He could have given me a fine, but he said, no, I'm going to give you a warning. Just go get it taken care of. And we did that. All right. Uh, I could have, it could have been the weed eater blew up, but it was just a $5 pull cord that broke. It was just inconvenient. So I could have taken that and said, man, I, I'm so mad. This is just ridiculous. What a bad day and have a bad attitude. But that would have rubbed off on my employees as well. 
And that morning I had to catch myself because I did get in a, I did get in a pretty rough mood. I was like, I, I, it was just a terrible way to come back on a Monday. I was not happy about it. I didn't want to keep seeing stuff break all day. And I just had to catch myself and be like, look guys, I'm not mad at y'all. I, I really, uh, I'm not mad at y'all. I'm just frustrated with the way the day's going. But I made it the point to tell them that because I didn't want them thinking that I was mad at them for leaving that shoot block or, or breaking the pool court or something because that's the pool court is nothing that they could have stopped. And the, the shoot blocker is something that I've done. I've lost a $300 weed eater by not putting the pins in the rack. All right, So I understand leaving stuff. Um, I've lost multiple pairs of headphones that way. That's just rookie mistakes. So I'm not mad at them for that. Um, was I frustrated? Yes. But I made sure to tell them, hey, look, it's 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 okay. My frustration is not on y'all. I'm not. I don't want to set the tone for the day coming back from a marriage conference of like, hey, this is just going to be a terrible week because I'm in a bad mood. Stuff's breaking. So I caught myself that morning, apologized to them for the attitude that I was having, and then we went on with the day and we finished the day. We got us a new shoot blocker the next day. Um, fixed the pull cord pretty easily. The truck is going to go to the mechanic and get taken care of. Already bought a new pair of hedge trimmers and luckily Amazon. Guys, I'm telling you, whatever you can get through Amazon, order them through Amazon because Amazon has a no questions asked um, refund policy, even for stolen uh, items, as long as it's not a recurring thing that they see that you're um, having, quote unquote, stolen items. Uh, if it's an actual theft, that is a no questions asked return policy. So got on a little virtual chat with them and they gave me my money back and all is well. So it's okay. Look, the person that stole, I hope you enjoy those headphones because I got another pair. And um, yeah, you frustrated me, but you weren't going to ruin my whole week. And, and that's where I'm going with this of um, the dog days like that when it's, it was hot outside that day, it was humid, stuff was going wrong, but I didn't get just like, fr- I didn't get mad. All right. And I didn't just let the day go to pot because I was having a bad attitude about it. So that's really what I'm talking about when it's the days like that. And then um, also the days that, you get on the yards and it's wet and stuff's clumping like this morning. Um, actually, real time live today as I'm recording this podcast, we just finished mowing and one of the guys that was mowing yanked, uh, hit a four by four post and pulled it out of the ground because um, it was muddy. But that was nothing that there's nothing that I wouldn't have done if I would have walked back there when he did that and chewed him out because he pulled the post up, then then he would not, that's not an environment that he wants to work in. He doesn't want to be chewed out for everything he does wrong, because I do stuff wrong all the time, and it was a simple mistake. Yeah, he knows to be careful next time, and he and he learned from that. Um, but I heard the uh, Brentzels from Brex Enterprises, they said, we learn nothing from our successes. We always learn from our failures, and, and that is so true. It's, not some, it's something that I haven't really thought about in depth, that much, but you don't learn from your successes in business. You just get on your high horse when you succeed. Um, when you fail, you you take that and say, "Yeah, I actually learned a lot from that. I, I didn't want it to go that way, but we learned, and now I know what not. I know what not to do next time. So now, when he goes into this backyard next time, he's going to know if it's wet, slow down because it's muddy in that area, and don't hit the post. But anyway, what I was saying is, he pulled that off. So I went back there. We had to put it back on, and, and it wasn't his fault because whoever did the fence didn't even put the 4x4 four four on the ground. It was a post that the gate latches to, and they didn't even they didn't put it in the ground. They didn't put it in cement. They just wood screwed it to the house because it's got the hardy board siding. So they put some wood screws in it and stuck it up there, and, and like I said, 
it's not anything that I wouldn't have done. It's been wobbling ever since we've been cutting it, every time we opened the gate. So it just happened to be him that did it. And he felt bad. He he didn't he, he felt bad that he did it. Um but I didn't chew him out. I said, It's all right, let's go back there and fix it. We put it back up and we moved on to the next yard. And it was wet that morning. It was super tall grass today. It's been raining a bunch down here. But I didn't get down on him. I didn't chew him out. So that's where I'm going. I know we use a lot of examples there. But those are all just real-life references and stories of if I would have handled things a different way, how different could the days have gone? Because when you start getting mad at people, at your employees, it's also a risk for injury rises, I believe. Um, When you get upset with them and you get mad, they don't want to be there. They just want to get done for the day and they want to go home. And and when they get to that point uh, in the day – they're going to start rushing through stuff when they're edging and weeding. They're not going to be looking for rocks. They're not going to be blowing every uh, corner of the porch, all right? They're going to be running down through there with the weed eater, slinging rocks everywhere. It's going to cause a risk of injury to themselves, getting a rock in the eye or in the leg or something like that, or breaking a window, breaking something else, all right? So your attitude affects all the way down to how they perform at work. And that's what I'm, that's where I'm going with this is – when we go out there and it's a terrible day, it feels like everything's going wrong. Stuff you're fail, you feel like you're failing. All right? You feel like the day is just a bust. I've had multiple of those days recently. I've just had to learn to sit back and say, "Look, there's a reason this is happening. This, the work is going to get done. We cannot get mad at everybody and turn on each other. You and your crew members and your foreman, you're in this together. You're a team." That's why they're working for you. They, they don't work for you just to get a paycheck, all right? That's another thing the Brinsters were talking about is when they poll their employees, if you have good employees, most of them are not there for the money. That's not their number one reason. Their number one reason is to get mentored, is to learn new things, to, to build relationships with you. And the guys that I have with me, I have two teenagers that play basketball for me and then one of my best friends from high school. They're the teenagers. They're there because they want to make some money. But I also believe they're there to be mentored by me and and Ben, the the my best friend, because they know we're older. We have experience about stuff, and and we can teach them things. So they always have pretty good attitudes, and and that's um that's the type of thing that when you have good employees like that, that's what they're they're there to watch you and to see how you act. And the same thing with Ben. Me and him are pretty tight and close, so he doesn't want me to be mad at him. I don't want him to be mad at me. We're a team. We work together, and we don't turn on each other. If stuff goes wrong, we don't turn. Because if I if I sling a small rock and hit him on the mower or something, and he's not going to like cuss me out or anything like that. He's going to say, hey, watch out next time. Turn the other way. Um, that stuff happens. But you can't chew each other out, and you can't. You can't take the heat of the summer and the wet weather and just everything, equipment breaking. You can't take all that stuff and just let it boil up inside of you and just blow up on people. You have to treat your crew members as you would like to be treated as the owner. You can't get on your high horse of saying, hey, I'm the owner. You do what I want. I write you a paycheck and that's it. You build your relationship with those guys. I don't have a big 40-person company, but I am small i have two or three employees but i build the relationships with them and and that's uh, i feel like that's such a huge thing is um building those relationships building them up every day daily that's got to be a daily thing you encourage them if they're doing something wrong don't chew them out for doing something wrong say hey buddy here's a way to do this better next time i had to do that today i said hey look the next time you blow off that water meter blow them the other way so you don't blow the grass into the beds and then 
create less work for yourself. It will create less work for yourself if you do it this way. And he said, yeah, that's right. I'm sorry for doing that. And we moved on. I didn't chew him out for blowing grass in the beds. I just said, hey, here's a better way to do it next time. So I know I'm being repetitive. It's just a big thing that I think is overlooked a lot. Um, you want your employees to enjoy working for you, especially in this labor shortage. The ones that you have, you need to keep. And you need to build the environment for them to want to be there. And I feel like that is something that I'm striving to do every day. And along the along the lines of the uh, dog days of summer, it's just they kind of coincide because, yeah, it's miserable days sometimes, and they're going to not want to be out there. But you have to just build them up, say, yeah, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here either. It's hot. This is miserable. But we're going to make it through this together as a team. And we're going to knock it out, and then we're going to get home a little early, and we're going to finish early tomorrow and, and have a good weekend. Or so be it, whatever your scenario is. Um, just encourage them and build them up. But uh, that is pretty much it for this podcast. It was just a short one. Just wanted to come on here and talk about making it through because um, the stuff that we've been dealing with daily, all those references earlier, it's just a, it's just a lot, and it, it really – taught me to not take my frustration out on them um, to handle these bad days these hot days with uh, grace because I need grace and they need grace as well so your team when you're out there in these days these hot days of the summer whether it be hardscaping laying bricks pavers uh, if you're a hardscaper and your crew member lays a brick sideways or cuts it the wrong way don't chew them out don't chew them out. Just say, hey, man, here's the way to do this next time. Be careful. Be a little more careful. I know it's hot, but we don't want our quality to work. We don't want our quality of work to go down. So here's a better way to do this next time. So it's really something that can apply to just about any business, um, whether it be, a, I mean, a food business or your wait, waiters and waitresses, um, anything like that. So I just, it, it's a fun it's a fun time of the year because as an owner, you're making money. This is your busy time, but it's also stressful. And I know the stress can also add to those days of being upset with people and um, you got customers complaining. And that's a big thing that we've dealt with this year is we've had a lot of picky customers and, I, and I've been weeding them out, honestly. I'm at the point in my business where I'm not going to sit up and listen to you tell me how to run my business and what to do here and what to do there. That's just not the point in the business where we're at. Um, so I am currently kind of weeding out some of the customers that I don't want, the ones that are taking up more of my time and I'm not making my hourly rate on that I need to be making. But that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day is uh, customers and customer relations. But I, uh, just super fun time to come here and talk about this for a short minute. It's not a long one, but it's enough to say, hey, remember this when you're having a bad day. Uh, help your employees, build them up, and just treat them with respect as you would like to be treated. And just enjoy this time of the year. Uh, it's hot. I know it's hot sometimes, but you're in the, you're in the heat of it. You're You're working. You're making money. Everybody's making money. And it's almost time. We're almost going to be heading into fall here before you know it, doing leaf cleanups and all that. So just keep your head high. Keep on grinding, guys, and we'll be through the summer before you know it. But thanks for tuning in today. It's been a fun time to sit here and just go through everything with you. You can find us on social media, on Instagram, at Growing Green Landscapes, and also on Facebook and YouTube, at Growing Green Landscapes. Um, hope you enjoy the podcast. If you do, 
give it a rating and review. Just press that five stars. Uh, hit the subscribe and the follow button. Um, really boost the algorithm to push for iTunes to push the podcast or Spotify, whatever platform you're listening on. But we are actually on the ranking charts in Apple now, believe it or not. I didn't even think that would happen. And I don't know, maybe everybody is, but I saw we were like 180th on the entrepreneur uh, category the other day. So I'm excited to be here. It's been uh, a great time getting everything set up and rolling. So I hope you all continue to tune in and listen to the episodes and as we just go through this journey together. So with that being said, we're going to wrap it up for today and uh, we will see y'all here on the next one.